Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Dan Paris. He is a filmmaker, activist, goofball, his words, not mine, whose lingering questions about how to help the poor after returning from Africa served as the fuel for the feature-length documentary, What Matters. He is now living his dream, and that is to make films that will have groundbreaking impact in the world. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mish. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. So, you, and, and, you know, you were a TEDx speaker, so I love having our, our past TEDx speakers on so we can catch up with them and find out what they're doing. Yeah, you, July uh, 2014, I was at the City 2.0. And how was that experience? It was great. It was great. I got to be the closing speaker, and I got to talk about what it means to make a difference in the world and this idea of uh, asking yourself two questions, what breaks your heart and what makes you come alive and figuring out where those two things connect. I love it. I loved it. I, w- I watched it again because I just, I had to reconnect with it and it's fabulous. And, it's, and it does make you think. It really does make you think. And what I loved about it was that you you kind of made it easy. Like you don't have to do everything. Think about these things. And then that's where you can go and make a difference. Yeah, I think focus is key in this world. Like we have so much coming at us. No time in history have we ever had this many messages and information. And so it's not about getting access to information now. It's about curating that and choosing and picking and focusing. Because I think we could all spend all day on our phones or, you know, farting around on Netflix or something like that. But if we have a focused attention, I think that's where we make a really impact big impact in the world. When you talk about it in in the talk, you you mentioned a gentleman that you gave time to, you made a difference in his life as opposed to watching Breaking Bad, which has to be difficult because that is an awesome show. Yeah. But what did you do instead? Well, um, I volunteer with an organization called Young Life and Young Life works with kids uh well, specifically, the one I do is at Roosevelt High School. So kids come there every Monday night, and we play games and do skits, and then someone does a talk about God at the end of the night. And so um, one kid started coming, and I started teaching him video production and an uh, after-school program at the school. So I had invited him to this uh, Young Life organization as well, and we just started hanging out and building a relationship. And then uh, he's like, hey, can you teach me how to drive? And so we would go driving. And so when I would drive him home after Young Life, he would, I'd give him the keys and he would take over and I'd be a little nervous at first, but, you know, week after week, I got less and less nervous. And then I got to be with him as he, uh, you know, went and got his license and now he's got a car and he's got his own business. And it's just really cool to see like over the years, the impact of mentorship. And so I could have spent that time not volunteering, not teaching him how to drive, just watching TV, which, you know, isn't obviously a bad thing. And we all need to relax every once in a while, but I think, um... I really loved that that investment and that choice of investment. That's so cool. And you know, I was when I was looking at you know information about you, I noticed you went to is it Biola University? Bi- Biola. Biola University, mm-hmm. and I was I was taken by the fact that many of those graduates they go into um, either education or community and social services. Is that the big? deal at that university, obviously? or I think the the whole idea of the university, I actually graduated in the 100th uh, year class. So they'd been, the it started in 1908 and I graduated 2008. And it's all about young people who want to impact the world. So they have like conferences throughout the year where you don't have to go to school. They cancel all classes and they bring in speakers. And for days you have these conferences about oh, cool. how, you ma- how you can make an impact in the world. And there's all these opportunities like many schools to study abroad and that kind of thing. But 
Um, and it has a really large film program. And a lot of the students, most of the students want to go into Hollywood. So I was a little bit different in wanting to go into documentaries. But they have a huge program there about uh, going internationally and doing those that kind of work. It's really it's really a school for people who, in, for the most part, want to give back. It isn't like the business school or right. that kind of thing or a science-focused school. It's really about a school wanting to make an impact, I think. Well, and I had never heard of it. And I thought that was so cool. Thought, but you know, I mean, I didn't even know there was a university out there that had a focus like this. So yay them. Yeah. Yay no, you for going there. Did, I mean, did you purposefully look for this, or well, did you hear I about had, it? Um, I was looking for a film school to go to, and I had, uh, you know, wanted to go to LA because obviously that's where a lot of film stuff is happening. And so I just typed in actually, and I'd also wanted to try to go to a Christian school because mm-hmm. I had uh, always gone to public schools my whole life, but in high school I became a Christian, and I was like, I'd like to see what it's like to actually hear my uh, spiritual beliefs impacted in my educational stuff. So I just typed in Christian film school, and it was the first one that popped up. I looked at it, and it was perfect, and I applied, and I got in, and then. Um, in 2012, I actually got Young Alumni of the Year, too. So they brought me back and like gave me an award. Oh, and I my gosh. Congratulations. It's uh, so the cool. Whole, the whole school or whatever. It was really awesome. So to catch us up with what you're doing now, what projects are you working on? So the big project I just finished was I showed a work-in-progress screening of my new documentary. It's called Show Me Democracy. And I showed it at St. Louis International Film Festival, and about 300 people came out. And then we did another screening to middle school students, actually. Another 300 students came out. So I think that week about... Four screenings, seven to 800 students saw the film. And it's about how young people can get involved in democracy. And it focuses on some policy interns, some people who are making an impact in policy work through an organization called the St. Louis Scholarship Foundation. Okay. And they're the Scholarship Foundation of St. Louis. And then it also follows another uh, young woman named Brittany who's a protester in the Ferguson movement. And it follows policy work and protest work to try to show these two different ways you can make an impact and that's what the film's about. And uh, Sam, who's doing the audio right now, actually did the audio for the film. So yeah, I was in this, Sam. is in this room for hours um, <laughs> till late nights. We're we're Sam fans. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to if you go to SoundCloud, you'll see Sam in the background of every single one of my pictures. <laughs> the, I was actually there was an article the St. Louis American did, and it had a picture, and I took a picture of Sam and my composer, but they thought Sam was me, and so they said Dan Paris and the composer. <laughs> I'm like. That's not me. That's wait, Sam. Wait a minute. That's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, so documentaries. I mean, they're so important. They tell these important stories. Is there is there something like on the horizon that you're looking at and considering talking about next? Well, I'm really just finished this one. So my focus is to get this out to the world, to start conversations about how young people can get involved in democracy. So we haven't had any other screenings besides this, like four screenings in the festival. And so I'm trying to build a campaign, trying to think about how do we want people to respond after they see the film? Um, What can we do to even make the film uh, even better and even stronger? So I've had a lot of test screenings and people watch the movie. So right now that's my focus. And then we also, in December 2014, we started a nonprofit called Continent. Continuity. Okay. And Continuity's mission is to expand diversity in media production through skills-based training, mentorship, and then opportunities for untapped talent. That is awesome. So the kind of the, the basis is that is that we did some research. We found that of the 20 commercial video production companies in St. Louis and of the 200 employees, only three of them were African-American. And so we focus on African-American being the second largest minority in St. Louis. It's about 18% in the metropolitan area, but 48% or so in the St. Louis city area, which is where most of these production companies are based. Right. So you got less than, you know, 2% of uh, this industry 
and as African-Americans. And so I think there's a real gap in minorities being involved in video production. I think there's a number of reasons for that, but we try to address that through providing the skills, by providing mentors and hopefully opening up opportunities. And so we did programs this entire year and we've had, I think, um, about 10 or 12 students go through the program and then we'll be starting another program next year. And so I'm the executive director of that and one of the co-founders. And so we're, you know, writing grants and figuring out what, what's going to really make this program work and to help people get jobs um, in the media industry in St. Louis. I love that. That's awesome. And it's true. I mean, if, 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 this is not available to people. If they can't learn about it, then they're not going to go into it. So someone has to bring it to them. And there's so many communities out there that are underserved, that deserve to be served, that deserve that talent to rise to the top so that the rest of us, you know, get to see what what has been created here on earth. I love that. Good for you. Exactly. Yeah. And just, you know, new stories or stories that wouldn't be told otherwise out there. And so I think that's that's key. And it's sometimes just about getting that tool and that information in someone's hands and you see what they do with it. It's pretty awesome. Yay, you. Thank you for doing that for us. We are going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Dan Paris. Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and I'm the owner of 100th Monkey Media. 100th Monkey Media specializes in affordable and very effective social media solutions for the small to medium-sized business. Our goal is to create a social media presence that shows off who you are, what you do, and delivers brand loyalty and raving fans. Contact us today to learn what 100th Monkey Media can do for you. 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or 100thmm.com. And we are back with Dan Paris. So what made you want to go into documentaries? That's a good question. Um, I think I always wanted to make an impact, you know, and you just see films like Inconvenient Truth. A big, a big one for me was Invisible Children, which raised the profile of child soldiers in Uganda. Okay. And they were really able to get young people involved. And I saw the way you could impact someone and you could get a message across. I always say I love the shut up factor of film mm-hmm. because for an hour and a half, people, the lights go out and they just focus on this long message and this detailed message of what you have to say through a story. And I think it's, you know, it's hard in this day and age to get anybody paying attention for like five minutes and just a conversation or that kind of thing. And so I think it's a great chance to get a message across, to tell a good story. And I love that it's real. The documentaries are real. I mean, I can write a fiction story, but what I find constantly in working in documentaries is that uh, the real story is actually much more interesting than what I even could have written up. Right. And I would have never expected for it to happen. And so... I love the process. I love, uh, you know, shooting hundreds of hours of footage, having to weave that down together. I love it and I hate it, uh, <laughs> mind you. But that that idea, then learning about cinematography, learning about audio, learning about editing, learning about storytelling, and then having to go out into the world and sell it and pitch it and market it and convince people to see it and then convince them to act because of it. It's this huge challenge. Like every film is a new business. And um, so it just pre- creates a, a new challenge each time, a new branding, new marketing, new website. And it's uh, so much collaboration. And so there's just so many things I love wow, about it. Wow, that is. A, and, and so tell me about the research aspect of it. I probably uh, am the weakest in the research because I see something, I hear something, I'm like, I'm getting the camera and filming it, you know. <laughs> and uh, that but, was, so, but is it like on the go then? 
research. It's, yeah, you're learning from the character. Sometimes it's better to know a little bit, but not too much, because then you stay curious. And mm-hmm. then you ask basic questions that the viewer may be asking. Instead of being some kind of expert on something, unless you're making an expert-based film and a film for a very niche audience, you want to be like the average person who doesn't know that much. Right. So they ask very basic questions. And so I think just being curious is the most important aspect you need as a documentary filmmaker. So tell me about the Africa experience. Well, uh, the Africa documentary, What Matters, it was originally called Give a Damn, um, so a lot of people might remember it from that, (laughs) was based on uh, a trip I took in 2005 with my church to Africa. And I met people living on a dollar a day. I met people um, who had HIV. In In the slum we went to, which is the second largest slum in Africa at the time, 50,000 orphans, AIDS orphans in this in this one slum. Oh my gosh. And I remember meeting this lady and we went into her home and there was like uh, four of us Americans, two of the Africans from the local church and then this lady and her three kids. And this, she was just holding this kid right beside me and, and like kind of bouncing the, the baby just like you would any other baby. But the baby's eyes were really big and kind of glossed over and was just staring at me. And I was trying to like, you know, make baby faces and that kind of thing to get the typical response that you think you would. And then as the baby's just looking at me, almost like not being able to see me, just foam starts coming out of the the baby's mouth. And I'm just like, oh gosh. And then, you know, the the local uh, African, he he reached out to me. He's like, the baby has the sickness. And so they don't really call it HIV or AIDS or the time they didn't, but just said, you know, this baby's sick. And I was just like, man. And the woman's husband had brought it by cheating and brought it back to the home. And so I think two or the three of the kids had it. Um, So it was just, it was a really hard experience. Then I return home and I'm going to Starbucks. I'm getting $4 coffees. I'm like, I know people living on a dollar a day. How do, how are these two worlds the same thing? We all know that this is out there. We see it on the infomercials. We see it in the news, but what is it going to take to make a difference? And so that kind of led to wanting to make a documentary about it and convincing um, two of my friends to go. One of them who didn't really, wasn't on his radar at all. And that's why we called it give a damn. Cause I was trying to get him to give a damn about poverty. <laughs> right. He's like, I got my own problems. I got student loans. I got all these different things going on. I didn't cause the poverty in Africa. You know, why should I give a damn? Right. And so we decided well, the best way to do it is to really experience it on a dollar a day. And so we traveled across the US and Europe and went to Africa trying to live on a dollar 25 a day besides, you know, the, the travel between um, continents. And so um, it was quite an experience. Um, the third day we were in Africa, we were actually in a plane crash. And so the we went to that same slum that I had visited years earlier. And then the next day, we wanted to get some overhead footage because this is like before drones. And so we had to actually hire a, a small plane. So we hired a small plane. There are two missionary pilots on the plane that usually deliver like missionaries or food to like um, distant places in Congo or Sudan. And so they're flying us over this slum. And, you know, it started to get really low. We didn't really know... Uh, but we figured everything was fine. And uh, next thing you know, I see two power lines come into view on the plane and the plane hits these power lines and uh, oh my everything goes black. And then the the plane hits a building, I'm told, lands upside down. And I come back, uh, you know, when I saw those power lines, I'm like, oh, this is this is when I die. This is what it feels like to die, you know, like right before you die. And then, but then I woke up and I thought I was paralyzed, was hanging upside down, and uh, I saw someone running towards us. So I went unconscious again, just thinking someone's going to come rescue us with an ambulance or something. And then my buddy Rob, who was the guy who didn't give a damn, right? You know, when it landed, he ran out of the plane, like scared and afraid. But he said he heard a voice or said to himself, he kind of said it different ways, is that it said, what you do right now matters. 
Oh my god! And so he turned around and he ran back and he said, hey, Dan, the plane's on fire. The plane's on fire. You got to get out. You got to get out. And I just turned around and flames are coming in my direction. And uh, so he helps me out of the plane and then he goes in to try to rescue the, the co-pilots. And the, the pilot had died on impact and the co-pilot, um, Rob tried to save him and, and, and was, we got pulled in two cars and taken to the hospital. And the, the co-pilot died a week later from burns. Oh, gosh. And Rob, um, you know, five days later, he left the hospital in Africa and went back home and just really struggled with post-traumatic stress. Um, and we've actually made a film about his journey after that called Thunderdome, which is a whole nother story in of itself, but you can kind of learn more about his journey. But then I stayed in Africa for two weeks. I was, uh, I ended up fracturing my L3 vertebrae and damaging my intestines and so uh, then I had to fly back to the U.S. And then our third friend who was there, David, he continued the journey across Africa. And so what ends up happening is each of us experienced poverty in a way that we didn't suspect. Me through health for 10 months, I couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And I lost uh, 45 pounds. Um, I got down to like 113. Like right now I'm like 158. Oh, gosh. And um, then Rob struggled with emotional poverty and through post-traumatic stress. And a lot went into that, you know, feeling a guilt of not being able to, to save the pilot. And, and that was really difficult on him. And so we, and David continues doing the dollar a day thing and we all come together and the film's about that journey and about us kind of naive Missourians trying to learn about poverty and what we could do. And that's really where the, during that process is where we came up with that idea of asking yourself those two questions, what breaks your heart, what makes you come alive and where can those connect? And, um, yeah, that film we finished in 2011 and won Best Documentary at the local film festival, and it's gone on to show all around the country, like a hundred different colleges, and it's been a great experience and uh, really opportunity to speak to to people about how you make an impact. I am I'm I, I don't even know what to say to that. I can't even imagine having that kind of an experience. I just can't even imagine that and and being in that place of oh yeah I think this is it, you know, and and yet so so did that fuel even more your need to or your want to go out there and show people here's what we can do to change this world here I mean you're an activist do you consider yourself an activist I, I consider myself an activist yeah. yeah well thank you because we, yeah. we like activists they make things happen <laughs> yeah and I think the term has got all kinds of connotations but I think it's just someone who's makes it a big part of their life to try to make a difference in the world positively and impact whether whatever talent they have, you know, or um, time they have. You well, know? I, I, I love the activist mindset because that's how things get done, mm -hmm. you know, and, and when you're fueling it from this passion of, I see this problem and it needs to change. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to do what I can to, you know, raise awareness, raise funds, all those good things. I thank you for that, Dan Paris. Well, thank you for the work you do too. Well, we are going to take a quick break and we will be back with Dan in just a moment. This is Mickey Hancock. Now's a good time to get a snack. My mom's going to do another commercial. If you're looking for an agency to help you with creating and publishing engaging content, launching campaigns, or reputation management, 100th Monkey Media is the social media agency for you. Make your business successful with its social media and get a real return from your investment. 100th Monkey Media is far more affordable than you may think, and we make it easy and impactful. Learn how 100th Monkey Media can help you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and more. Contact us at 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. Okay, so in the beginning, we've got, we've got questions for you now. And then when I introduced you, and this is from your LinkedIn, you put goofball. 
Why? Tell me about being a goofball. Well, um, my wife, she said when she was looking for a husband, she said uh, they have to love God, they have to love people, and they can't take themselves too seriously. And I think that pretty much sums me up as like I don't take myself too seriously. Like when I'm doing stuff like this, I mean, it's all very serious, right, but right. I'm able to do, I've d- worked with high school kids for about eight or nine years since I got out of high school because I love being silly. I love goofing around. I love dancing. I love basketball. I love like getting sweaty playing some some game. And I'm always doing voices or whatever at home and just being kind of, um, I, I just think activists get this perception that you got to be all serious and be Debbie Downer and have all the bumper stickers and never really talk like goof around. And I right. just, I just think there's a a healthy life as a balanced life with a, a mixture of good fun and goofiness while also some serious, um, we need to take on these issues in the world, you know? I love it. I loved that you put that in your LinkedIn profile. I thought that's awesome. That says okay. so much about you. I mean, but it, I think it shows a certain confidence too, right? That, you know, people that can just be goofy in front of other people and not worry about, oh, are people saying, thinking things because I'm being goofy. I think that's very healthy. Good, good. So yay. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to hang out with a goofball. Um Okay, so let's. I'm going to talk about documentaries for just a moment. I have a question for you now. This is this documentary. You have been asked by a band to do a documentary about them. Which band do you hope it is? Oh wow, um, that's a great question. I saw this documentary already about Outkast, the rap group from Atlanta. Really? That um, I would have loved to do do something like that, but um, that's already been touched on a little bit. Um, well, they can have a second one. Yeah, they, yeah, they could have a second one. <laughs> Were there unanswered questions in that documentary you wish they would have asked them? No, not not. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road uh, for the outcast because there are some things. But I'm like thinking. I'm trying to think. There's a better answer to that, but I just it's just not. You, that's a great question, but I'm like totally. I've never been asked that question. I never really thought about that. But I feel like the right answer is just right over here somewhere, and I'm not finding. Do it. Do you think it would be? I mean, I'm thinking like you too, because he does. You know, because Bono does so much good for the world, mm-hmm. and he's kind. He's an activist, yeah, right? Totally. Do you think? I mean, that I would don't be. Know. I mean, that would be very cool to follow them around and to to hear about that. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I uh that's okay. I don't know. So <laughs> I, I hope it'll probably come it to me as soon as as soon as I leave yeah. it'll it'll come you to me and I'll call be like, Dang me it. so that I can talk about it later. <laughs> okay, sounds good. You got me with that one. All right. So um have you ever received, you know, all these documentaries and videos that you've done? Have has anyone ever shared anything with you after watching one of them that just has really stuck with you that you really thought, "Wow, that's cool that that person shared that with me," or, or is a perspective you hadn't thought of before? Was mm. there anything that was really impactful for you? The first thing I always think about is uh, when we made the What Matters documentary about poverty in Africa. One of my friends was Ethiopian, and she uh, saw one of our presentations and. My buddy David, who I made the movie with, kind of had this idea that, you know, boredom is this signal inside of each of us that we were meant for something more. Ooh. Like that you're bored, you know, that that's that's a signal. That's just telling you, hey, right now, there's something bigger, better that you could be doing. And that really hit her as we put that in context of the ability to fight extreme poverty. And she talked about how she was Ethiopian, you know, her family is from Ethiopia, but how much is she involved in that? And how much does she complain about being bored in America now when there's so much need in her home country and where she's from? And so she was a teacher at the time and she 
got her like key club, I guess, at her school. And they, uh, she's like, let's let's do something. And they're like, well, let's let's build a well. And so they raised money to build a well. And then the next year they built a library. And then the next year, and then it just started this like every year they started doing something because of one um, good question that that we asked through our film and through our presentation. And I think what's cool is that. You know, one of my favorite stories is about the someone who throws a seed out into the soil. Right. And you don't really know all the time which seeds are actually going to grow and which are going to get taken up by birds or which are not going to have the right kind of nutrients. But then every once in a while, one of those seeds falls and that seed produces its own plant that produces hundreds more seeds. And you don't really know which seed. And so your job is just to throw those seeds out there and watch them grow. And and you maybe you'll never get credit for that, but... The hope is that as long as you keep on spreading those seeds, that every once in a while one will grow. And that was a great a great opportunity where I actually got to hear about one that was impacted by a, a small seed we threw out. Wow, I love that. Where where would someone watch your documentaries? So uh, our website is speakupproductions.com. Mm-hmm. That's the name of my company. Our, our mission is to be creative for a purpose. And so we make both documentaries and we call those Speak Up Films. And then we right. also have a side called Speak Up Studios where we do videos for nonprofits. So we work for Salvation Army and um, Almost Home, working on a video for Parents as Teachers, Deaconess Foundation, uh, a lot of different organizations, uh, San Luis Scholarship Foundation. So that's kind of uh, what you'll see at that website. But on the website, you can find What Matters and links to watch it on, you can watch it on Vimeo. It's like $3 or whatever. Oh, you, can, really? you can watch it. Um, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon. Uh, we have another film called When the Saints that you can see on Speak Up has it. And then Show Me Democracy is actually, right now, we're looking to do public screening. So you need to actually go on showmedemocracy.com and fill out the contact page and try to set up a screening. So we're still doing the film festival thing and want to dis- get a distributor and that kind of thing. So that film's a little harder to see. You got to find a find an event for us to come bring it to. That's really yeah, our yeah. mission right now. But eventually that'll hopefully be on iTunes and all that. Maybe even Netflix. That's really my, my goal with that yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to ask you, mean, how do you, do you have any clue how to get something on Netflix? Well, we had a sales agent. We have a distributor, but, and they pitched our film to Netflix, but you know, I get, they're so busy. We got like sent like half a sentence back, like, um, not, you know, not what we're looking for. <laughs> and I was like, all right, okay, you know, fine. that's your whole dream or whatever. So it's, it's a lot about, you know, Always it's about making a great film. Right. And so it's always telling yourself, okay, what could have made this film stronger? What could have made this film better? It's also about having great connections and people that have those connections. And, right. Um, so, and then it's about great marketing and really working your butt off to make sure tons of people want to see this. You have to, if you can create that need for your project or your art piece, then people will, will, will want it. Netflix will want it. And I don't know. Though I think our film did really well for a small independent documentary. It's a, it's a tough world out there. There's so many more films being made, so you really gotta work work really hard to stand out from the crowd. You know. Well, and there's so so much need. Are there? There's you know. There's so many issues and such that deserve awareness. Mm-hmm, you know. I think mm-hmm. that that's what's that's got to be such a challenge. Mm-hmm. And and it. I feel like with. I feel like the way that social media is, it, one of the things that it does is it really does allow you to find your people, your mm-hmm. audience, but that audience is not going to be as far and wide. It's just going to be, here's this this group that's super interested in this, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, and you're fulfilling that need. Mm. But I, I have to imagine that would be quite the task. Netflix. Give us a call. Yeah, that's we, that's we that's, have we have awesome movies for you. That's the hope with this. That's the hope with this next film, and uh, I'll just keep on keep on shooting for that. But I think what I've realized also is that 
An audience is an audience. It doesn't matter if they're middle school kids, doesn't matter if they're elderly at a retirement home. Like you never know who's going to be impacted and who's really going to enjoy your film. And so you have to approach every situation as if you don't know, like once again, with those seeds and where those seeds are going to land. And so that's how I always try to approach every different screening we do, every different audience that we have. And I think what's exciting about nowadays is that, you know, if you can have a thousand committed fans, you know, spend a hundred dollars a year on your work or 10,000 fans spend $10 a year on your work, you know, after all your expenses, that kind of thing, you can make a living. You can make a living with a small niche audience and you can reach them around the world. And so it's in some ways one of the best times. They say it's the golden age of documentary right now. So it's an exciting time to be a part of it. Oh, really? That's cool. Access to technology, access to uh, streaming and ability to screen your film, social media and the the ability to build a niche. All those different things have made this kind of the golden age of documentary. Well, and you don't have to have, you know, a $10,000 camera anymore to get anything done. I mean, the technology is pretty awesome. Definitely. I shot most of this last movie on a $400 DSLR camera. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it looks great. See? There you go. Um, But you have an eye. It takes, it, you know, it takes, what, 10,000 hours to master something. So I'm, I'm working on my, my 10,000 hours. <laughs> or maybe I'm, I'm probably a little past that. So, but it took, it took a long time to get it figured out. Well, I, I very much appreciate your time with us. This is awesome. I'm so glad I got to catch up with you and learn what you have done since your TEDx talk. Likewise, That's awesome. likewise, yeah. Thank you so Staying much. Staying busy. So Speak Up Productions. Yeah, speakupproductions.com. You can see uh, my for-profit and our client work, continuitystl.com. You can see our nonprofit work. We're trying to expand diversity in media production. Showmedemocracy.com. You can check out the, the newest documentary. And then if you just search Dan Paris uh, TEDx, then you can find my TEDx talk. And I highly recommend that talk. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mish. And you have been listening to Mishmash. Please find us on iTunes and subscribe. Thank you. 